Let's turn in the scriptures to 1 Samuel chapter 30. I just want to go through this chapter tonight. Just take a few thoughts from the, the passage as we go through. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Let's just open in prayer before we, we do. Well, God, we thank you for bringing each one here tonight and opportunity to meet midweek and, and uh, sit around your word, to uh, sit around you, Lord, to uh, have a time of prayer a bit later on, Lord, as we lay requests before your feet and look for your, for your will and, and, and uh, cry out to you, Lord. We pray that you will just bless us tonight. Help us to understand your word and to apply it to our lives and, and encourage us um, tonight and throughout the rest of the week as we then come together on the weekend. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. First Samuel chapter 30. Here we've got a bit of a story about David and uh, a bunch of his, his men. And I'll just read through. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag, uh, Ziklag, uh, on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag um, and smitten Ziklag and burnt it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were in it. They slew not uh, any, uh, either great or small, but carried them away, and then went on their way. So Ziklag is down the south part of Israel and David was out and uh, these um, Amalekites had come in and trashed the whole joint. They burnt it to the ground. Uh, they'd taken all the, the women and the children captives. They looted the whole joint and, and then took off. And then uh, David obviously has, has come back and we read on in verse 3. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burnt with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, and Anam, uh, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, uh, the, the, uh, the Carmelite how devastating it would be to come across this scene. You think probably first that they would have been slaughtered and uh, you're going to find bodies everywhere. But then you'd, you'd think that, well, they've destroyed everything in this city and burnt it to the ground. They've taken everything. They've taken their wives and their, their children, but they still wouldn't have known what's happened to them. What's going to be happening to my wife, uh, to my kids? They're going to be sold into slavery. They're going to be abused. Uh, what's going to be happening, happening to them? And we see that it caused great distress in, in verse 6. And David uh, was greatly distressed. So just, just that event in itself would be greatly distressing. You've got, had your wife, well, he's got two wives taken uh, from him. Your family's been uh, ripped out from you. But it goes on there. It says, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all uh, the people were grieved, every man of his son and for his daughters, <coughs> they were all grieved. And David, being the leader of, of the, the nation, 
would have been grieved for his people. He was, he was responsible for that. And they were holding him re- responsible. And so he was, he was totally distraught. But what did he do? What did David do at the end of this verse 6? But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. But David encouraged himself. And we need to be able to, to do that ourselves. And a lot of time we're looking for someone else to come and, and help us, to help encourage us. But it starts with our own selves. And that we, and as David says, or David encouraged himself, not through himself, but in the Lord, um, in the Lord his God. Uh, David encouraged himself. And we can sit around and we can have distressing stuff happen to us and we can be low and we need to be able to lift ourselves up out of that. And too often we want to wallow around in our own distress and, and misery and, and sadness and uh, things get worse and worse and worse. But we need to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps and encourage ourselves through the Lord. Let's just um, look at a few uh, verses in Psalm uh, as, as an example of what, what David did. Let's look at uh, Psalm 18. We'll go through a few different Psalms. <clears throat> and just a way of being able to encourage ourselves, we can look into God's word, look, in, look into the Psalms, are a great source of encouragement. And quite often we see David was distressed and then he's encouraged himself through thinking about uh, what the Lord has done for him. Psalm 18 verse 6 says, In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even unto his ears. He knows. This is, wasn't just a one, once off that David has done this. He's encouraged himself in the Lord. He's, he, do, he does this regularly. It's a habit. He, he's under pressure. He turns to the Lord. He doesn't turn to himself. He doesn't turn to someone else. He turns to the Lord uh, to look at that. And he, he's assured and knows that, that God hears his cry. We're gonna, we, we pray to the Lord. Do we believe that God hears us? We, we need to know that. He knows he hears our cries. He, hears, he knows what distress that we're going through. We need to turn to him. Um, and look to him um, that he's going to comfort us. Let's turn to um, Psalm 25 and verse 1 and 2. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Probably know, familiar with the song uh, with those verses. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Again, crying out in distress. The enemies are attacking. We're we're down. We call unto the Lord and he's going to lift us up. He's going to encourage our soul to keep on fighting on. Uh, uh, Psalm 34. Read verses 1 to 8. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. 
The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto um, him and, uh, and he was highlighted and his faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around about those who fear him and delivered him. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. How much encouragement can we receive from God's word? You read those, those verses and it's, um, he's there all the time. Uh, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me. And the Lord will do that. If we seek and look after him and his will and, uh, and be, uh, to look to uh, be guided by him, well, God will deliver us. God hears us and delivers us. I taste and see that the Lord is good. We have a good and blessed Lord. And he, and he blesses those who trust in him. Uh, Psalm 40 and verses 1 and 2. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up um, also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon the rock and established my goings. And we, we see that it's, he saved there's this another psalm of David, and he was saved, but he had to be patient. We don't doesn't always happen in our timing. He had to patiently wait until he was uh, put onto that. He had to go through the miry clay. He wasn't kept from going through it, but the Lord was there, and He did bring him up in in God's time, out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and put him put his feet upon a rock. He encouraged him, he brought him up, but we have to be patient in the Lord. We, but we have to seek and be encouraged by the Lord. Uh, 42 and 5 to 11. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore I will remember thee from the land of Jordan and from the, the Hermans and from the hill of Mozar. Deep calleth under deep at the noise of thy water spouts of all thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and in the night his song shall be with me and with my prayers unto um, the God of my life. And I will say unto God, my rock, why hast thou forsaken me? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a sword of my bones, mine enemies reproach me. While they say daily um, unto me, Where is thy God? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is he that healeth of my countenance and my God. So we do get... He's cast down, he's, he's in distress. But he's, he's saying, well, think about what the Lord's done. Go through, we've got, the, we got the, um, the hymn, Count Your Blessings. Have a think about all the things that God has done for you over your life. You, whether it 
if you're de depressed and down and, and not going very well, turn to the Lord and think of all the things that he's done for you, even write them down, and you'll soon start to pick yourself up out of that pit and, and be encouraged through the Lord by turning and, and just analysing. And sometimes it takes us to write things down or to, um, to think on them, to meditate upon those things for us to realise how good that we've got it and how much that the Lord has done and, and can do through us. Uh, last one, uh, uh, 56, 1 to 4, Psalm 56. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He, fighting daily, oppresseth me. My enemies would daily swallow me up, for they are mighty, then fight against me. O um, thou most high, when I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. We fear what happens in this world. We fear man and all the things that can happen and, and they can do. And sometimes we have enemies, we have things that are oppressing us and we have a, a daily fight to, be, to live in this Christian world. But we should not be afraid because God is in control and God will, um, and we need to put our trust in him. And God is going to be true to his word. No matter what happens here on this earth, when, when we get to be in heaven, as we sung before, uh, the toils of this life will be worth it uh, when we go to be with him in heaven. But back to our story, David encouraged himself in the Lord and he did that. He encouraged himself in the Lord and would have looked to see what all the great things he's done to him. But then he also um, inquired of the Lord. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hence the ephod. And Abathar brought hence the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David didn't just encourage himself in the Lord and said, Come on, and look at what the Lord's done, and then try to do things in his own strength and make a decision and just run after all. No, they're going to be too far away and not pursue them. He sought the Lord. He inquired with the Lord to say, Lord, what do I do in this decision? What's, should I pursue after them? Am I going to find them? Am I going to catch them? Am I going to overtake them? Am I going to get everything back? Am I going to go and find them and they're all dead? Uh, what's, what should I do? How should I lead these people? He, but he turned to the Lord to look for that answer. And, and God gave it to him and then told him to pursue and, and that he would win the day so David went he and the 600 men who were with him and came to the brook Bessor where those that were left behind stayed but David pursued he and 400 men for 200 abode behind for they were so fate um, that they could not go over the brook Bessor so the 600 of them who took off after these uh, this mob, the Amalekites, to go and rescue the wives and children and everything that they'd stolen. But they must have been under a fair bit of pressure and 200 of them couldn't go further than this brook. And so they stayed behind and only 400 could push on. Two of them, 200 of them had to stay behind. Anyway, they kick on and they keep going. 
And in verse 11, they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat and they made him drink water and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came back to him for he had eaten no bread or drunk any water three days and three nights. So this guy was just about dead out in the wilderness. And David said unto him, To whom thou belongest and from whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant of the Amalekite, and my master left me because three days ago I fell sick. And he made an invasion upon the south of the, the um, Cherethites and upon the coast which belongeth to Judah and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. This guy didn't know who he was talking to. <laughs> well, he probably he soon realised who he was speaking to. Uh, but God had put him here. And David said unto him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. So he soon realised who he was dealing with, and he freaked out. He thought he was going to get killed on the spot because he was a part of this burning of Ziklag and the conquering uh, and spoiling and looting all around, around the place. He said, well, as long as you don't kill me, as long as you don't hand me over to, to my old masters, I'll, I'll help you out. But God had, had this guy planned. When you think about it, he, God probably made him sick three days earlier, so he'd get dumped and left there, kept him alive for three days uh, until uh, David and his 400 uh, caught up with him um, to then use him to be able to find exactly where these guys were hiding out or had, had uh, retreated to, um, to go and get them. Let's read on in verse 16. And when they had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing, because all of the great spoil which they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. So these guys are having a wow of a time. They've gone through, they've reaped the land, they've taken... Um, women, children, flocks, treasures, gold, uh, everything they pulled out. Now, it doesn't tell you how far away they went, but they've retreated back. They must have thought they were safe enough to have a big party and enjoy the spoils. But God had other plans. And David smote them from the twilight even to the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man for them, save 400 young men who rode upon camels and fled. So he slaughtered them for a day, a whole day or more there. The evening of the next day. From the twilight, so it's twilight the morning or the evening? The evening. The evening. So all night and all day. So that was a, a big routing. There must have been a lot of them. And he wanted to make sure they were all gone except for these 400 young blokes who got away on camels. Verse 18, And David recovered all the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they had drove before uh, and all the other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. So they got everything back. Just as the Lord said uh, back in verse 8, that thou shalt recover all, they recovered it all. An amazing thing. And from what 
uh, it doesn't say that they lost anyone. So they had 600, 200 got left behind at the brook, the other 400 went forward and 400 um, will, will return back. So they had no ca casualties in this battle and they recovered all, all the, the people and all the, all the booty. Verse 21. And David came to the 200 men who were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they also uh, abided at the brook Besser. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people who are with him. And then David came near to the people uh, and, uh, and he uh, saluted them or greeted them. And uh, so they've come back. They've got all their stuff. They're driving all the herds back. They're coming back to the brook of Bessel. They come back over. And the 200 uh, guys that were so faint and they had to wait behind uh, were there to meet them. And David saluted them, greeted them warmly. But then let's what, what happens. Verse 22. Then, uh, then answered uh, all the, the men of Belial of those that went with David and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil, for we have recovered, um, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. So these guys said, Well, look, we're the ones who went and did the work. We went over there and we got we we got them all back. These guys shouldn't get any any of the of the booty. They they all they get they can have their wives and their kids back. We'll give them that, but that's it. They can't get anything else back. Did David like it? I don't think so. Then David said, "Ye shall not do so, my brethren. That which the Lord hath given us, He hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us in our land." Again, all credit is given to the Lord. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as this part is who that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth uh, with, um, with the baggage or with the stuff, and they shall um, divide or they shall part alike. Okay, so they stayed behind. They looked after all the stuff. They look after all the baggage and everything that was left behind, which probably enabled those 400s to move faster and more swiftly to get to their destination. And so it was from that day forward um, that there was made a statue and an ordinance for Israel to this day. So they, they was to be divided equally. It was all to be divvied up equally. And David, um, David rewards all. And I suppose that... The point I want to make out of that, that last section of, of that, and that this is the, the end, is that having left behind 200 exhausted um, soldiers, David went out to battle the Amalekites uh, with 400 men. Victorious in the Lord, um, uh, the 400 did not want to share the spoils with the others. But David replied um, that the one who stays back with the supplies is entitled to an equal share. And today um, is the same. Today, those who, who, who pray, those who give financially, those who help out in practical ways, uh, shares in the victories with the preacher, with the teacher, and with the missionary. Someday, they will all equally share 
in the reward. Just as David equally shared in the reward of the booty from getting all this stuff back from the Amalekites, the Lord will equally share all who served him faithfully in whatever capacity they're able to um, here in this world. If you are guarding the supplies, like those 200 exhausted men, they couldn't go. If you're guarding those supplies due to a, a, a particular calling or due to age or illness, uh, be encouraged. The Lord is still going to ritually repay you. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58 just to finish with. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labour is not in vain in the Lord. No matter whether you're out in front and um, in the battle with the Lord and, and doing those things or whether you're back looking after the baggage, if, if you have gifts in particular areas, whatever it is, the Lord is still going to use you and reward you uh, when we get to heaven. In that, um, in, in that uh, hymn, when we all get to heaven, verse 3 says, Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay. When we get to heaven, it'll be all worth it. And he'll reward us greatly. And we'll be so thankful to be in his presence that we'll lay it all back at his feet and uh, give it all back to him anyway. Well, let's close in prayer. Well, God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for each one who's come. Uh, we pray that you would uh, encourage each one to keep serving you. In whatever way you have called them, uh, given them gifts in, Lord, pray that you will encourage them. Be with us now as we uh, look to uh, share the needs uh, of those around us, Lord. We look to go to you in prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.